Welcome to the MS Daily Podcast. This is episode 573, The Tone of Your Self-Talk. The tone you use when you talk to yourself matters. Uh, It's going to determine how successful you are with the goals that you have. It's going to determine how happy you are just overall. Um, And it really just, it's the start of everything. I almost said it sets the tone, but we're not going to go there. Anyway, so this topic, this this is actually kind of cool because I was asking for topics for yesterday's live and over on Instagram, and Amber Milton, who is Amber underscore Milton underscore on Instagram, or uh, if you want to check her out, you can actually go to the show notes right now because I do have her uh, Instagram profile linked up as well, but she suggested that we talk about self-talk. And just in kind of a conversation that we had uh, going back and forth, we got on the, the subtopic, I guess, of tone. Um, the, the reason we keep coming back to how you talk to yourself is that even though, even though most people, I think, are aware that this is really important, it's, it's something that none of us are going to get down 100%, and it's going to be something that we're always working on. So you talk about this a lot. You talk about it from different angles and you talk about different components of it in hopes that somebody listening, my hope is you, uh, are, you're able to take this and then look at kind of how you're viewing the processes that you're working through and just how your life is going right now. And if you're being ultra critical of yourself, um, this will at least get you to think about it in a different way. And I think the answer to this, what tone should you use? And this is uh, the one that I personally try to to have most of the time. And I try to have it all the time. And I'm pretty successful with it, I would say, most of the time. I would say uh, well over 90% of the time. But you still, you slip back in the moment and then you have to like pull yourself out and try to recalibrate and refocus. But the tone is one that is supportive and encouraging first, like literally be your own cheerleader. Uh, And then the other part of it, which is just as important is be able to be honest with yourself and direct. So if you're coming in, in, it absolutely is part one and part two. And while they're both, I would say equally important, you have to start with being kind to yourself and understanding and compassionate towards what it is that you've been through, what it is that you're going through, what you will continue to go through in your life. Because you are your own co-pilot. The voice you're going to hear most often for the rest of your life is going to be your own. It is paramount that you are on the same page with yourself and that you are supporting yourself as best as you can in your own head with this dialogue that you have. And by the way, like it's an ongoing conversation, not where you're talking out loud. We mentioned this last night. You don't necessarily want to go and like be talking to yourself out in public unless your goal is to keep people off balance, which totally, you know, in some situations, I guess it's good to, uh, it's, it's good to keep people, uh, guessing on, on what's going to happen. But anyway, uh, in, in most cases, all you're going to do is you're going to have this just dialogue going all the time. You'll be able to calm yourself down. You'll be able to refocus when you need to push through and do some things. You'll be able to, again, take a step back and look at a situation for what it is. Um, because you start with kindness, compassion, and understanding when you're, when you're having this dialogue with yourself. So what this takes challenge with then 
is the very popular notion of be your own competition. It's a yes, but really. Yes, you eventually can be your own competition, but you have to come from a place first where your default reaction to yourself is kindness and compassion. Think about this. If you're your own competition, how have you talked to competition in the past? Just in anything that you've done. Just think about that. Now, on the other hand, if you are your own coach and when you're coaching somebody through something, you, you try to look at the situation for what it is that they're working through, what they're dealing with at that particular time, and what's going to be the best option for them, the best choice that they can make in the moment to get themselves moving forward. In addition to like having a structured plan and helping come up with goals and executing goals and all that. Uh, one of the main things that you do as uh, one of the main benefits actually of of uh, having a coach or one benefit you have of being a coach is that when you're working with somebody, you, you see their situation, you understand it because you've gotten the details from them, but because you're not the person going through it, you at times are able to see things that the person that's in the middle of it either doesn't want to see or just doesn't see at all. But you have to be understanding and compassionate first. Now, the second part, and it is just as important, but again, it has to be a, a clearly defined, this is the second part. If you don't have the first part, the second part is not going to be nearly as helpful. You have to be able to be honest with yourself. Okay? So let's, let's again, if you're coming back from the first place, the first part of this, you're kind and compassionate, and then you're honest with yourself. It's a different dialogue than if you're harping on things, if you're challenging yourself, if you don't think you're good enough, if you think that you just can't seem to get it together and you're just, you know, hounding yourself on what it is you think you need to do, you then can still be honest with yourself, but there's a really good chance that you're going to be too critical. You want to be, when you're calling yourself out on stuff, you want to do it in a direct way to where you're basically calling yourself on the stuff that you're saying to yourself. Because, you know, we can all tell ourselves wonderful stories, fabrications, lies, whatever you want to call them, right? So you want to call yourself on that. But then, so, so you want to be able to be honest with yourself, um, but in a direct way. And direct meaning you look at your situation, you say, okay, you've been doing this or you haven't been doing this. Let's do this instead. And that's where it ends. And again, this is something that takes a lot of practice to remove any kind of emotions that would be tied to that. The whole, like, you've been doing this or you haven't been doing this, which can tie into the whole, I really need to get it together. And this, like, you know, th this side conversation that you're going to have where uh, you just start second guessing why you did things and getting frustrated as to why you did or did not do uh, the things. So that stuff you don't need. Is it normal to go off on those side tangents? Yeah. Do we all go through them? Yeah. But are they productive? Nope. That's why you want to limit them. And again, this is going to be something that you work on constantly. Now, you get to the point where you are pretty solid with this, and there's no ratio. I told, like I said to you, um, that I'm... 
I'm in this mindset over 90% of the time. Doesn't mean that you have to be like at 90%. You could be at like 60%, you could be at 70%, but you just have to have a solid foundation and, and continue to work on this. Once you have that, if you want to be your own competition, cool. I want you to be able to challenge yourself. I want you to be able to push yourself. You have fitness and performance goals? Fantastic. The reason that I talk so much about taking this stuff from health and fitness and applying it in other areas of your life is I think I think health and fitness is part of what you do, but I think there's other things that you want to accomplish. If there's not, if you want everything to be health and fitness, cool, then go for it. But this is one of those areas, and we talked about this a little bit last night too, what you find is that the there's usually some underlining actions, habits, and routines, some underlining behavior. When people, if, if somebody is starting and stopping and trying to do weight loss, there's usually some underlining behavior that shows up in other areas of their life. So the thing is, is if you're able to get on the same page with yourself, come from a place of kindness, but also then be able to be direct. And then you've got this foundation and then you have these goals that you want to achieve. Okay. If you're able to take care of this in one area of your life and work at it, then I bet in other areas of your life, you could do the same. The problem we have overall, uh, with the general weight loss community is it's set up for you to always be a dieter and always focus on weight loss and always focus on athletic performance. Now, if you look at your life and you say, you know what, I got other responsibilities I got to take care of. The only thing that I really want to have goals on is health and fitness. Cool. Makes sense. But before you can either go forward with being your own competition or not before you could go forward, if you want to be ultimately successful and be your own competition and really push yourself, you got to have the you got to have the foundational piece first where you start with kindness and then you're able to be honest with yourself and be direct. What are your thoughts on this? Let me know. You can either DM me on Instagram, I'm at your level fitness, or you can email me that is daryl at yourlevelfitness.com. That is D-A-R-Y-L at yourlevelfitness.com. Uh, again, if you've not checked out Amber's IG profile while you've been listening to this, go ahead and do that. Again, it is linked up in the show notes. Thank you as always for listening, and I will talk to you again real soon.